Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Trundle Bed Tales. As I wait for my computer to do what it's supposed to, but I'm sure all of us can appreciate that. Here we go. Welcome to Trundle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on iTunes or iHeartRadio, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And this is episode 115, Looking Ahead at Laura Ingalls Wilder Fandom this year. This is an annual post that I do, and uh, I usually try and get it done in January, and uh, I'm kind of glad that I didn't... uh, do it earlier this year because I would have been completely and totally wrong. Uh, As it was, I was having trouble getting information out of people. For some reason, some years, it's just really hard to get schedules out of different groups. But anyway, uh, this year, it would all have been information that was going to be canceled anyway. So I uh, am am going to talk today about What's going on this year in uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder fandom? But before we get to that, I've got a little housekeeping. Well, there we go. Well, the housekeeping we have is uh, two things. First off, if you want to be a part of the show, you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free 1-877-633-9389. Those numbers are only good while the show is on, but if uh, alive. But if you want to call in, you sure can. Uh, We also have a chat box, which, as you've heard how well things are going on my computer today, I don't know that it's going to be, I doubt it's going to be operating right, because Lord knows we've had enough problems with it lately. But uh, you can give it a try. That is on the Blog Talk Radio page for this program. And since this is the Looking Ahead episode, and a lot of this stuff um, is really going, a lot of my normal stuff I would put in the um, 
housekeeping is going to be sort of the main topic of the show. Let's go ahead and call that good for housekeeping for today. Okay, so where I would start normally, and this would be part of of, uh, the normal roundup, is that I, surprise, surprise, after all these long days of having cancellation after cancellation, uh, have actually two actual real programs to report. And one of these is that uh, it was originally scheduled for July 8th. It has now changed to July 9th, uh, which was yesterday. Uh, At 10 a.m., I was uh, on the Iowa Public Radio's Talk of Iowa book club, and their selections this month were to read Little House in the Prairie by Lauren Wilder and Birch Bar House by Louise Erdick, which is a series, uh, which is a book that is frequently paired with one of the Laura books or replaces the Laura book in the um, school curriculum if they even have any, because really the fact that um, there's issues with uh, the with how different groups are, partic- are depicted in the book really isn't why they're disappearing. It's because, though I'm sure the people against them would be taking credit, but really it was No Child Left Behind, which uh, had very little time for history, so little that uh, teachers coming out of teacher prep during that time for elementary really weren't taught how to teach history because it was such a little amount of time and so not the focus. And it also got rid of cross-subject uh, classes because they would cross-curriculum projects. Um, that no longer was looked at as a good thing. It was looked at as a bad thing. And because of those two reasons, uh, the number of schools reading the Little House book um, have really, really dropped precipitously, which is not going to be what I talk about today, or I would not get done talking with anybody else. But just be aware that that was on. And the um, host, Charity Nebby, who is great, I love her, had two other people on, one of whom um, was basically an activist. So she says some very negative things about the books, um, which I am not going to talk about. As I said, that's a whole other subject. But uh, just to give you a heads up as you listen to the book, it, it, um, or as you listen to the episode, which I don't have the link for yet, but I will have it up, just bear that in mind going in. Uh, and don't be disappointed. But it's a good episode. It's an interesting episode, and I think you'll enjoy it, and I surely appreciate uh, Charity and Iowa Public Radio for having me on. And the other one that involves me is this this, uh, month, Walnut Grove is not having their pageant. And I'm going to get in more on this later, but they are having uh, little interviews with various people. The first one is tonight, as I record this, 
and it is going to feature Dean Butler, who played El Manzo on the NBC television series, and also Dale Cockrell, who is a specialist in popular music, who uh, had the Pause Fiddle Project, which I'm also not going to talk about right now because I could say about, about it too, but he really does believe in uh, the importance of remembering traditional music, and um, I think that one will be interesting. Then tomorrow night on Saturday, July 11th, guess who's getting interviewed? Me. So uh, they're going to have a couple of of scenes. They're brand new scenes uh, that they, if they go well, they may end up putting them in the pageant. If not, it's just you know this extra extra story, uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the talk of Iowa was already on uh, was already on um, the radio, but there will be a link to it. And there will also be a link on uh, for this once I have it. And I did ask them, and I did not get this posted yet, but uh, they're, as it stands now, they are planning on having the Walnut Grove episodes on for a month or so, taking them down. But then they will probably put them up again next year as part of their build-up towards the pageant. So those are the two things to know about what I'm doing this year. And uh, that gets to what people are probably more important is the um, historic sites. Now, first off, I want to say I don't, I, I am not recommending that you take a trip this summer. I think uh, not only, especially if this would be your once-in-a-lifetime trip, because a lot of the stuff that you are going to want to see is going to be closed. And a lot of the support information uh, for, the, or support equipment, the um, just making it easy to stop, making it easy to have a chance to go to the bathroom, making sure it's easy to get information, those are, in a lot of cases, going to be shut down or partly shut down, and you're just not going to get the full experience that you would if you went in another year, especially if you were planning to go to one of the Laura events. So bear that in mind. But if you are taking a trip, there's some, you want to know about what the home sites are doing. And the um, biggest thing... Well, no, I'll come back to that one. Uh, so for the home sites, uh, Pepin, as of June 12th, uh, the museum, oh, and I should say, uh, again, underlining this, this is all what they were when I looked up the information, called them, emailed them. There could be changes. This is a changing situation, and they're fairly confident at this Point. This is what will be happening, but don't make any kind of trip without calling and double-checking. I always make that a rule. Ever since we drove way down to Mansfield and discovered uh, the museum was closed one time when I was a kid. So not a good thing. So make sure that you make sure, or make sure that you have 
uh, your dates and times and when things are open all worked out ahead of time. All right, so that said, Pepin, Wisconsin, as of June 12th, they are back open 10 to 5, seven days a week, which is pretty much their normal schedule. They will be open the 4th of July, or they were open the 4th of July, and they will also be open Labor Day. They are asking guests to wear a face mask and observe social distance. Hand sanitizing stations will be available. Laura Days, their yearly festival, has been canceled for this year. They have given new dates for next year of September 11th to 12th in 2021. There had been some changes announced for their event this year, and I think those changes will all still be in place for next year uh, in terms of what they were having and when they were having it. But uh, who knows? You know, they have an extra year to work on it. Maybe there will be different changes. Maybe there won't be as many changes. It's hard to tell. But next year they'll be going September 11th to the 12th. Now, Independence, Kansas, the Little House in the Prairie Museum reopened on June 1st. They encourage uh, visitors to wear masks when they are inside the buildings. They'll also be providing hand sanitizer inside each building to promote safety of our patrons and employees. Prairie Days, which is normally their big event, uh, was normally in June, and it was canceled. They will have a special event for Carrie's 150th birthday celebration, August 1st, 2020. Now, uh, they did say when I checked with them about this that there should be a question mark after that event because they're going to take a look in, during this month and see if they still feel comfortable having that event. Um, so that is on for right now, but as I keep stressing, double check before you go. Uh, Walnut Grove, Minnesota. Their museum opened Friday, June 19th, and they will be open limited days this year, which are going to be Wednesday to Sunday, 10 to 5. Limited buildings are open, so you won't be able to see the whole museum. Social distancing and masks are required. Uh, and uh, I should tell you, when they say Monday to Wednesday, when they say Wednesday to Sunday, that's what they mean. Because I had something come up on Tuesday this week, and I really needed to get a hold of somebody's number, which I eventually managed to do anyway because I am a librarian extraordinaire. But uh, when the first place I thought to get it was to call the museum, and the phone was not answered. So when they say they are closed Monday and Tuesday, they mean they are closed Monday and Tuesday. The phones aren't working um, unless it's just for a short time. It doesn't sound like they're processing orders. They are just closed. So that's important to know if you're planning to call in an order or anything like that, which is always a good plan because for Walnut Grove because they have stuff that does not get on their website, and the way you find out about it is you ask while well, you go in person, which, uh, again, you might not be able to do this year, and you ask them. 
So uh, that is important to know. Uh, their pageant in Walnut Grove is called Fragments of a Dream and was canceled for this year. However, they are going to do special online events. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Fragments of a Dream, uh, it was originally written uh, with Ma as sort of the point of view and uh, was a very, very powerful play. And it's changed some over the years. They now have old Cora uh, do the narration and uh, as she's thinking back on this time. And she is actually the one who is supposed to be interviewing me tomorrow. So I am looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm going to go into exactly what their special things are after I finish what the other home sites are doing. The Laura Ingalls Wilder Park and Museum in Baroque, Iowa, has decided to remain closed for the 2020 season. They feel that's the best option to protect their staff, volunteers, and guests. Um, and they are a small site, and I, I think they felt uncomfortable with who their staff normally is and who the volunteers are they normally use. Um, they did not want to make put them in a position where they felt vulnerable to um, the pandemic. So I think that's why they decided to close down. The online gift shop will remain open, uh, so we encourage you to support the museum this way. They actually put that in their information. And I should say that if anybody can uh, spare a donation or a purchase from one of the gift shops, then I think uh, that that would be an excellent thing this summer of all summers. As I like to say, that um, the, Laura, the Laura home sites are not part of a state museum system. They're not state parks. They're not national parks. They are open because the local people keep them open and what where the money comes from to keep the doors open is from uh, sales in their gift shop and admission fees. And not having that stream of admission to uh, pay standing expenses, even if you don't have anybody there, you're going to have to maintain the temperature of the building. They'll be, well, I guess I should, it probably depends on whether and how they're set up legally, whether they have to pay taxes or not, but, you know, insurance. There are all these standing bills, and not having as much admission coming through the door is going to be for all of them. And I always say, even when this isn't going on, that even if you have never been to a home site, if you ever want to go, it pays to help keep them open uh, because they could really stop functioning at any time. So support them. Uh, their big event of the year is Laura Days, and uh, it's a little less Laura-themed than a lot of the Laura events. It's sort of their um, small-town days event, uh, like, well, Solon has beef days, but there's, you know, sauerkraut days and St. Jude's Popcorn Festival and 
you know, all sorts of different events like that. And there's our Laura Days, which is sort of a theme to that sort of small town event. So uh, that is canceled this year. It is normally in June. Um, and uh, so it would be passed anyway, but I'm sorry to say they did not have it this year. Dismet, South Dakota. Now, I want to give the Ingalls Homestead a major shout out here because they have done a great job. They have a list of everything, whether it's closed or open or what the expectations are uh, for all the Laura uh, events and businesses and places to stop in Smet. And uh, there's a link to that in my uh, my blog post about this. And I will be sure to link to the blog post in my uh, podcast summary because um, that really is a great thing. Or if you go to the Ingalls Homestead page and look or the COVID-19 update, you can find it that way. Uh, so they, let me just go to their list, and we will see what's going on live. Okay, the Ingalls Homestead is open with limited hours and activities every day from 11 to 6, with the last wagon ride at 5. Uh, they will adjust the hours based on uh, visitor needs and availability of staff. They're uh, offering the outdoor activities and those that are in Flint's garage, which was one of the last false front buildings in Smet that they moved out to Ingalls Homestead to uh, save it. And it's well worth looking at it if you don't know what a false front is. Uh, the, the covered wagon ride, pony and pony carts rides, clothes washing, rope making, Corn cob doll making, hay twisting, and wheat grinding are the are those activities. But they are not offering the one-room schoolhouse uh, sessions at this time. Uh, they are operating under a county uh, resolution that directs them to have no more than 10 visitors in a building at one time. Uh, feel free to poke your head into the visitor center on uh, upon arrival, if we need to step outside to help you, we can. So they're really not encouraging people to go through the visitor center, um, which is sort of where you get more oriented to um, what to do, and also uh, the gift shop. Um, it's also bathrooms, but I assume they wouldn't object to you using those. Uh, if you cannot visit in the afternoon, they're open during daylight hours for individual or family walks, even if they're closed. And, uh, but they do ask you to practice social measuring distances. Um, the camping covered wagons, bunkhouse, RV, and tent camping are open. Uh, they're having camping restroom facilities open at this time, but are limiting them based on the number of campers. Uh, we'll continue to work through email, that they will continue to work through email requests and um, the online gift shop orders and phone orders are being fulfilled. Uh, they also are not having the, um, the, or at least they didn't the last time I looked, the luggage tags on there, which everybody ought to be buying those luggage tags. I just think they're great. 
and uh, it, and if you need to get a hold of them, they recommend you email them, and there's a link off their website for that. Um, what else? If you scroll down past what they're doing, it also has this is the section I told you. What is open in the SNET? And the Memorial Society uh, is open as of June 1st for guided tours. They are doing a restricted number of tours and a restricted size. So call them before you go and try and get set up ahead of time. It will save you much heartache and headache. Now, one thing that the Ingalls Homestead has done is they have a Wilder Welcome Center Prairie Bus Tour uh, where you can ride and they drive you around town showing you the stuff. It is unavailable until further notice. The Loftus store was closed to all, uh, all door traffic, all foot traffic. Uh, they've changed that now. On Monday through Friday only from 9.30 to 4. Now you have to use the hand sanitizer station they have at the door. Kids aren't allowed uh, to touch anything. And if you want to look at the books they have, and they do have some neat books, ask for assistance. The Depot Museum, which is the Disnet Historical Society Museum in town, uh, it is, the last time I was there anyway, it, it has three buildings, um, two of which are general history, one of which is Harvey Dunn. And it is well worth a stop normally. Even though it's kind of a pain based on where it was located, because it's so, it's the second depot after the first one burned, so the one that's described in the book burned, and they replaced it with a one-story, no housing area depot, and it's that second depot that's the main uh, building in the museum complex. There's a smaller building. It has uh, Audrey Sherwood stuff. And, and some stuffed animals. Uh, the last time uh, I was there, some you know, mounted animals. And those uh, three buildings, the whole Disnet Historical Society is closed all summer. So uh, they're just no use trying to get there because they are shut. Now, restaurants, grocery stores, and gas stations are open in Disnet. But Many have altered hours or modes of service. So just because there's a place you always went, do not assume it is going to be exactly the same as it always is. Again, calling ahead, great option for those things. And um, the uh, pageant, as I mentioned, is canceled for this year. Uh, and Old Settlers Day, which had been started a long time ago. I guess I shouldn't say because I don't really remember, but it was, when, but it was started as um, a time to celebrate uh, the pioneer heritage of Dismet and for long-term, or from residents to come home if they had moved somewhere else. In fact, Laura and Manley came back for 
think it was stolen both times they were there. I think they came back for it twice. I, I could be wrong. One of the trips might not have been going, but I think they were came back for it twice. It's the same event. It's always in June. It's been pushed back to August. Now, the other organization that um, operates in the area is the Harvey Dunn Plain Air uh, Paint Out, uh, which a plain air event is uh, painting out in the open air. And normally, um, well, it's a French term, plain air, though that's they have paint out after it um, in the name of now. But uh, what they normally have is they have artists come out to the Ingalls Homestead, uh, what they see out there every year, which is a real nice thing. Uh, and it uh, is going to um, be canceled this year, which I'm sorry. That's one of the things I'm still really wishing I could get to do would be to go for the plain air event. Um, but they're looking at possibly having a remote event in the works. Um, that's all the information I have on that. So um, in terms of the events going on in DeSmet this year, the pageant has been canceled uh, in person. There are other events, which I'm going to get to in a minute, digitally. Old Settlers Day has been postponed until August, and I wouldn't be shocked if um, that changed again, but they may well have it. So, but right now it's on, and the plain out air uh, paint out uh, with the Harvey Dunn organization is canceled for this year. A possible remote event of some kind is in the works. I have not heard anything more about it. So that is DeSmet. And again, I strongly recommend if you are going to DeSmet that you look at that great uh, page the Sullivan's have going on their Ingalls Homestead site because it is super handy. And when I found that, when I was looking all these up, I was like, one son, I don't have to do anything. Um, and we're going to come back to their online event. Now, uh, Keystone, South Dakota is open, and I think, as far as I can tell, uh, they normally don't open till the beginning of June, and I think they might have opened then. I didn't see anything that said one way or the other. Uh, if they do not, if you do not have a mask, the museum will have them for sale, and there will be hand sanitizer to use. The museum will be open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 3. Um, and even though it's a nice big building, it does tend to be a smaller lore site, but they have a real nice collection of stuff. Uh, if you get to Keystone, I highly recommend it, but again, they are doing just limited visitation. Spring Valley, the Lauren Book Wilder Museum, reopened as of June 13th. Uh, you can visit daily from 10 to 4. You can walk in for a self-guided tour or make a reservation for a guided tour, which is uh, different than how they normally run things. Um, but I think it's good that you can 
do either one of those now. Uh, I am, It did not say whether all of the buildings are open or not because they they actually have quite a few. It's, it's a rather extensive museum grounds in terms of um, buildings uh, that they have gotten to get in basically home probably roughly city block. Half of it is on each side of the road, but I, probably just about a city block. And they have quite a few buildings, all sorts of neat displays. I really like to stop there. Do not know if they, when they say open, if they're just talking about the main building or if all the other buildings are going to be open to. Masks are required. Now, Mansfield was the museum that stayed uh, open longest, uh, basically until the governor's report came down uh, saying that they had to close. Uh, in fact, somebody I knew, know uh, was down in southern Missouri just that week where everybody else was closing and they were still open and visited and said they, you know, had a, a real good experience and uh, a nice time as, as they usually do. Um, so they really have been um, one of the least effective site, affected sites in terms of what is closed there. But uh, they did close and the governor ordered it. They reopened as of June 1st. They now have new safety measures in place, uh, including they want you to keep six, foot, uh, six feet of social distancing. All visitors are being asked to wear face masks, and if you do not have a mask, they will have them available for purchase for a dollar uh, in the gift shop. The museum gallery and historical properties are being capacity controlled and hand sanitizing stations will be positioned around Rocky Ridge Farm, um, which that sounds like all their buildings are going to be open, but uh, they do want you to frequently sanitize your hands while you're there. Gosh, I wish I was here today. Oh, well. Uh, they have various events throughout the year. One is the Rocky Ridge Adventure Pioneer Camps for Kids, which they've been doing the last few years, they are canceled. Uh, there is a new event in Mansfield uh, called the Laura Ingalls Wilder Children's Festival. Uh, and it was held for the first time last year, and then it was supposed to be part of the big celebration they have in Marshfield. Uh, but they decided that since they wanted really to focus on um, being in Mansfield, not having that Marshfield connection, they decided to move it to November. Uh, and it is currently, there's a selection of authors available to meet and sign books at the community center. And the dates are November 5th and November 6th. As of this point, there is, uh, they are going full steam ahead and are fully planning to have this, this event. Um, 
And at this point, Wilder Days is still scheduled to happen. Uh, that's the event I went to last year. You can watch all my little videos about what they did, which is awesome. Uh, I really do highly recommend those. Um, but, and it will be out in the rock, at Rocky Ridge uh, again. But Mansfield's pageant, War of Memory, is canceled. It normally has the most extensive tour dates, not only just doing three weekends like Walnut Grove and Smet does, but uh, they actually have, it depends on the year, but they usually have some in early summer, they have some in late summer, and then they do it again at uh, Wilder Days. Uh, but this year it's canceled, and uh, it won't be part of Wilder Days, even though they're going ahead with Wilder Days. At this time, it, uh, the pageant is expected to return in 2021. Malone, New York, they are open from 10 to 3, Thursday through Monday. Time slots for tours are 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Tours are approximately one hour long uh, with time in between for sanitizing. Non-tour visitors are always welcome, but access to the Wilder Home and Barnes is only available through a guided tour. Uh, certain smaller areas, such as the second floor of the Wilder Farmhouse will not be accessible and will not be included on the tour during this time. Tours can be reserved online and they highly uh, are recommending it. They're saying please make reservations at least two days in advance. Uh, you can call 518-483-1207 during open hours for questions or more information. Uh, call in advance if your group is large enough to require two tour groups. They uh, have a maximum per group of five, um, so they can arrange uh, times close together. Masks must be worn, temperature will be checked, and contact information collected for contact tracing is needed. So they are really being serious in the world. Now, the Herbert Hoover Presidential Library is part of the National, um, National Archive System. Now, while the uh, Hoover Historic Site is part of the National Park System, and it is uh, open, I'm not sure if the visitor center is, and I don't know for sure about the building. It's really the, the birthplace that would be the only reason I could see them actually closing down because both the blacksmith shop and the Quaker Meeting House are very, oh, and maybe the school. But the, um, the blacksmith shop and the Quaker Meeting House are both very open spaces. I really wouldn't see any problem with having them open. Um, but I did not get a confirmation for them that they are. I know that the prairie and the graves and all that stuff is open, 100% did not close. And I know that there is a little table with information and hand sanitizer outside the visitor center. Um, but that's about all I know for the parts. But for the uh, 
Presidential Library Museum is part of the National Archives. And that's part of what makes, uh, for instance, um, they, their cost for photocopies is set by what the cost for photocopies is in Washington, D.C. So they're kind of tail wagging. They're kind of the, or I want to say the tail wagging dogs. That isn't quite right. It means the dogs wagging the tail. They don't really have much choice in the matter. So they remain closed, which is truly a shame. I love them. Uh, and as part of that, uh, they have decided to cancel uh, this year's Laura Day event. Um, they're unsure whether they would be open at that time, and I and they basically just canceled all their upcoming events, which is too bad because this year's speaker was supposed to be William T. Anderson, uh, and Bill Anderson is always a great guy to have come. They have rebooked him for next year, uh, but luckily you don't have to wait because Anderson's last Laura Day appearance is on the Herbert Hoover uh, YouTube page, and I have a link to that one and to mine from last year. Uh, both on the blog post with what's going on with the different people. Now then, that gets us to our digital stuff. The Walnut Grove pageant is canceled this summer. Instead, they are doing a, a digital replacement series. Um, the DeSmet pageant is also canceled this summer. Um, but instead of doing kind of uh, small shows every pageant night, uh, they have decided to do a online production called The Hard Winter. And The Hard Winter was what The Long Winter was called before someone at Harper's decided there that nothing should be presented to children as hard. Uh, the Smet pageant people decided that instead of trying to get the proper right clearances to achieve more material for this, they would instead do a brand new original production. Now, it's really fitting that they do a radio play because how the pageant got started was the, what was then the Hallmark Hall of Fame uh, did a radio episode dramatizing the long winter and Aubrey Sherwood bought the script and the rights to put that on and that's what the original Smet pageant was, that radio script. So I think it's really quite fitting uh, and fun. They've decided to go back to a radio show. But instead, what they're doing, because as I say, they didn't want to mess with trying to do right, is uh, they actually uh, went through the hard winter and pulled up other people's stories. Because, you know, it isn't like it was just the Ingalls family that was having trouble. And a lot of the same things that they had and they did uh, we're happening to other people. And so this is going to be a play that focuses on some of those other people's lives and other people's experience. And I think this is great. Uh, the late John Miller uh, used to say that there was uh, file folders, or uh, filing cabinets in here of people's accounts of having lived through the hard winter that read very similar to Laura's. So I really... I'm really excited about seeing it. 
Now, uh, the digital experiences by both groups uh, are going to be in this list. They're going to be organized by date uh, for in central daylight time. Uh, and I don't have links for all of them, but I am telling you where to find them. So uh, we've got uh, the Iowa Public Radio Book Club, which just was yesterday. And um, they take a day or two to get processed when it's up. I'll link it. Uh, on July, well, for July 9th, so basically before yesterday, uh, the Walnut Grove pageant issued a Lord's Challenge. And there were, kind, were things you could do, like um, I think one of them is carved butter. I'm not sure. There, there was a whole list of them. Um, and they were going to have an online Laura and Nellie contest, and uh, they were also going to have a pot and look-alike contest. So both contests are about fun, and there's no great prizes or free trips back in time, but you can uh, make history being part of the event. And uh, they are... I, they're going to be part of their digital shows, and I really can't wait to see what they are all going to be like. Now, today at 7 o'clock, Walnut Grove, Morris Prairie Summer starts, Episode 1. Now, they're going to have two potential new scenes, A New Home and Dancing in the Blizzard. Dean Butler, who played Almanza Wilder on the NBC TV show, and Dale Cockrell, who is um, the musical historian behind Pa's Fiddle Project are going to be interviewed to talk about um, uh, the books and the show and the home sites and everything. Now, that uh, then tomorrow at 7 p.m., the SMET is having the hard winter as a Facebook Live event. Now, I'm not sure if they are planning on keeping it up uh, afterwards, my feeling I got from them is they're probably going to take it down, um, but I do not know. If they do decide to let it up, I will definitely uh, tell people. Now, uh, also that same day, July 11th, at the same time, 7 p.m., uh, Walnut Grove is having its next episode, Dolores Prairie Summer, and it's episode two with the two scenes playing games, and grasshoppers. And they're going to interview me, uh, who is, uh, who they say all sorts of nice things about, and I'm planning on doing that tomorrow. Then, on Friday the 17th at noon, the hard winter will be broadcast on South Dakota Public Television, also on the South Dakota Public Television's website. Uh, at noon. Um, I think this is going to be the same production here. Um, I don't think they're doing it each time. So that's going to be next Saturday, the 17th. And on, uh, on also on the 17th at 7 p.m. is uh, Laura's uh, Prairie Summer Episode 3, Welcome Home, The Central Truth, and lemon pie, and Bill Anderson, 
uh, who is, you know, anybody who uh, listens to the show, I think, thinks Bill Anderson is awesome sauce. He is going to be the one interviewed on Friday the 17th. Now, on Saturday, July 18th at 7 p.m., the Hard Winter will be rebroadcast at, on, on, on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the, their website again. And that's the third time, and that's the only time, those three times are the only times that I know of for sure when you can watch it. So be aware of those three times, especially the one at noon, in case you want to see all the Walnut Grove stuff live. You can also see the Walnut Grove stuff later because I talked to them and they're planning on having them up for at least a month. So um, the, there's also on Saturday, July 18th at 7 p.m., Walnut Grove, Laura's Prairie Summer, will have episode four, Brotherly Love, Miss Opportunity, and Town Council. Uh, Wendy McClurrell will be interviewed. Uh, she's the author of The Wilder Life, My Adventures in the Lost World of Little House of Prairie. Which, if you if you do read the book, I would really be interested in feedback because a lot of people I talk to who read the book have taken really different things away from it than what's in there. In fact, I read the book twice, um, trying to see where where these this other interpretation was coming from, and I really didn't see it. So. Uh, if you're if you like that book, I really would like to hear from you, and you can of course, as always, reach me online. Uh, on Friday, July the 24th, which should be the third pageant weekend, uh, at 7 p.m., Laura's Prairie Summer continues, episode five, Justice with No Peace and Under the Stars, and Allison Ingram, who played everyone's favorite nasty Nellie Olson, will um, be joining the series for a live interview. Uh, and Barbara Mays-Bustead, uh, who's a climatologist and meteorologist who writes extensively about the weather described in the Lord's books, is also going to be there with her. And Saturday, July 25th, at 7 p.m., Walnut Grove's Laura's Prairie Summer comes to an end with Episode 6, Vanity Takes the Cake and Making Laura's Dream. And the uh, interview subject that night is going to be Pamela Smith-Hill, who is, of course, the editor of Pioneer Girl, the annotated autobiography, um, an award-winning Laura Ingram's Wilder biography. And um, if you haven't read it yet, that is the book that, um, that the South Dakota State Historical Society Press uh, has sold more copies of that one book than the total number of copies sold from all the other books they've written, which includes uh, at least one original story picture book by Mark Twain. No, not Mark Twain, I'm sorry, by um, L. Frank Baum. Uh, So if you're outselling an original previously unpublished L. Frank Baum story so much that you can lump that in with all the others 
and still have more of Pioneer Girl, you know it was a very popular book. Uh, and that's the end of the digital stuff. Now, as part of the summer roundup, I do also want to mention uh, the looking ahead. Uh, that beautiful snow came out. The Little House Companion is going to come out. And uh, probably the most important news event in Laura Fandom, which um, I haven't really talked about yet, and I don't have time to give them really uh, fair hearing, but uh, John Miller died this earlier this year, and Nancy Copel, who's long-term head of the South Dakota State uh, Historical Society Press, has uh, decided to step back. Now, she's still going to apparently be working with the Laura book, um, but she has stepped down as being the head of the organization, and she has done a lot of great stuff for Laura fans, including, in my favorite Laura research story, finding the photos of um, Ma and Pa at the State Historical Society that now hang in the parlor in the Third Street house at the Senate. Whew, that was a lot of stuff to get through and a lot of subjects that we just kind of zooped over because I wanted to make sure we got done with everything. Uh, if we went too fast or you have any questions or something I missed, uh, you can find me all around the web at Trundlebed Tales and send me a message so I know. And uh, the and also check out my blog post, Laura Ingalls Wilder Summer 2020, as I update events. Um, and I'm not going to keep checking back to see what the site's hours are uh, on a, any kind of regular basis. As I say, check yourself. But uh, anything that I become aware of that uh, are changed, then I'm going to go ahead and update this page. So you may want to check back with it occasionally. And if you haven't, be sure. I'm just looking at my notes, making sure I have anything. If I haven't, be sure to let me know so I can add it. That is it. Now, I um, can't remember if I explained this or not. I originally hoped during this downtime that I would get a lot of episodes cranked out. But um, I had set up, well, I did the two one week. I did Allison Engram about her reading. Oh, I didn't say that. I don't think Allison Engram has been reading online every day uh, on her Facebook page, which is well worth listening to. She does such a great job of, um, of kind of pulling up the adult part of the story, which a lot of, I think, adults miss. And, and she also, I had no idea that they say, all is well that ends well. 
as much as they do in the story because she laughs now every time she sees it because they said it so much. And I and she's right. I say it frequently. Um, so uh, I strongly recommend that. She started it in March. All of them are still on her Facebook page, and I have been trying to decide whether it's worth coming up with a listing with the chapters in place or an order. And I haven't made up my mind yet. So if you would like a listing like that, let me know. And, um, anyway, I was, I was going to say that I was going to get a lot done. But I had a bunch scheduled, and I had four separate people after they said that that they could do it. And I went back to confirm, and they said, no, they, they couldn't think to come up. So I, I then thought I was taking this class, and it took an immense amount of time for this class. I, I really don't understand why it did, but it did. And then I had a second class, which didn't take as much time, but... Uh, I finally got an episode done today, and hopefully uh, we're back on schedule now, and um, there will be more uh, episodes coming up. Thank you, as always, for listening to us on Trend of Tales. Uh, make sure to check uh, the YouTube page, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and remember, most of all, to always write in the corner where you are. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.